Welcome to the Book Commander Podcast. This is best-selling author John M. Davis live from the Ponderosa. And we are coming to you live in HD audio only. I'll explain that to you in a few moments, folks. We're also going to be talking about what went down during my spring break. Oh my God, what a terrible spring break. And we're going to be talking some video games and also some writing. But before we get into it, um, first let me say I have no idea what number episode this is. I know we're getting up there, folks. We At this point, we have to be in the high 20s, low 30s as far as episodes are concerned. And again, this is audio only. If you would like to check out previous episodes, the best way to do that is to find me on YouTube. Simply go to johndavisbooks.wordpress.com. From there, you click the podcast link at the top, and you can find all of the archived. Um, wow, <laughs> what a ride it's been thus far. We started out, folks, with duck calls at the beginning. For those of you who have followed since day one, we have started out with duck calls at the beginning of the Book Commander podcast, and then we got into that very uh, snazzy, fantastic song. Uh, that song was handpicked by me, basically the production crew here, and when I say crew, I use the term lightly because there are just a handful of us. Um, they picked out uh, you know, three or four different songs, and I went through and I listened to them, and I picked that one out. said I wanted something retro 80s, some kind of synth wave sort of opening, and that's where the music came from. But anyway... JohnDavisBooks.wordpress.com. You can find all of the original Book Commander podcasts. The look of the podcast has changed significantly, but you can start with episode one and work your way on up. Figure out how we got here exactly. So, my God, let me tell you about spring break before we get into anything else. Last week, the kids are out of school, they get off of school. Um, that Thursday afternoon, and so we have Good Friday off, we have Saturday, we have Easter Sunday, and we have Monday off. The wife works off on Thursday, so we're like, man, this is fantastic. You know, we have four days basically to do whatever we want to do, guys. So we spend Thursday evening, how it goes down is I pick them all up, and we head to Christiansburg, which is... um. You know, about 30 minutes from my house, Christenberg, Virginia. It's a decent place to shop. There's a lot of stuff to do there, you know, to be a small city. I'm drinking my coffee, by the way. And um, so we go, we do some shopping. The kids get a few things. We get some clothes, some shoes. I land, finally land an NES Mini. For you video game players, you know what I'm talking about. The NES Mini or the NES Classic, whatever you want to call it. I've been bird-dogging these things for about a year, have not been able to find one. I ran across one this past Thursday, so I picked it up. I mean, there was no thought required. I just picked it up. So we go out. We go out to a nice dinner, and the kids are good. They're not arguing for a change, and so we're sitting here thinking, man, you know, we're sitting down at the dinner. We're making plans for the next four days. It's going to be fantastic. Wake up. Friday morning, actually like 3 in the morning, my daughter's throwing up. She's got the stomach bug, apparently, from school. 
So we quarantine her. She's in the living room. Nobody's allowed in the living room but her at this point. And then she has access to the to the master bathroom. And so we're all using the guest bathroom and we're all on the other side of the house. And my wife's taking her food in. My wife's changing the sheets on the couch and I'm going behind them and I'm spraying everything with disinfectant, right? Because the way it works in my house, and you guys might be different, but the way it works here at the Ponderosa, if a kid gets hurt, if my daughter or my son gets hurt, they fall down, they skin a knee, they come to dad. You know what I'm saying? If a kid gets sick, they go to mom um, because dad just doesn't know how to handle it. I've never been in the nursing industry. My wife has. She knows what to do. I just basically go around like a robot with disinfectant, and I'm spraying everything, bro, everything. And so this goes on for two days. Uh, <laughs> two days, guys. Friday and Saturday, uh, my daughter's in terrible shape. We're sanitizing everything. We're making the, the most of it here at home. And so my wife and I sit down. We're like, well, if she's feeling better on Monday, we'll take him to the safari park, which is in Fort uh, Chiswell, Virginia. It's in the opposite direction of Christiansburg, and it's about 30 minutes from my house. Fantastic safari park. You know what I'm saying? Giraffes, the whole nine yards. Take them up there and surprise them. So my daughter's feeling better on Easter, and we go see um, my wife's grandfather, who is in rehab right now. He's like nursing home slash rehab. Um, So we go visit him for Easter, and my son's handing out stuffed uh, bunny rabbits to all the ladies who are in um, the nursing home out there and just making everybody's day. And then we also go to my wife's family's uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Because here's the deal, guys. I have family in Arizona, and I have family in Virginia. And so it's impossible for me to go visit the family in Arizona um, on Easter and for whatever reason, the family I have here in town that live five, ten minutes away, they won't speak to me. I have no idea why. I don't know what I've ever done to upset anyone or offend anyone. And I used to wonder why, but this was years ago. I quit wondering. I quit caring. It's what it, it's what it is, guys. I'm at peace. I know that I'm not at fault for anything. I'm good with it. So we always do dinners with my wife's family. And so we go do dinner with my wife's family. Everything's hunky-dory. And so we're like, safari park. We go ahead and tell the kids we're doing the safari park tomorrow. It's on like neck bone. So we wake up on Monday morning, last day off for spring break. Everybody's getting dressed. We get ready to go. Everybody's feeling great. We eat breakfast. We're like, we'll go gas the car up and head to Fort Chiswell. Car doesn't start, guys. And let the old book commander speak on this for a second. If you are ever in the market for a new vehicle, do not ever, ever buy a Chevy. Do not buy a Chevrolet. I heard nothing but good things about Chevys. I've owned a couple of Chevys uh, previously in my younger days. Didn't really have much trouble out of them. Got a newer model Chevy. This thing is less dependable than a covered wagon. It'll run, guys. 
But I swear every single time you let your guard down on this vehicle, something happens. Every single time. So the day's ruined, right? We I, I get under the hood. I know enough about cars to, you know, eventually figure out what's going on with car. And I'm like, well, I can fix it, but it's going to take all day. So we have to call a family member, one of my wife's family members. We have to go get the stuff we need to fix the car. We have to come back. We fix the car with about an hour of daylight left. And my wife is like upset about it. She's like, man, you have got to be kidding me. This has been the worst spring break ever. Um, she was <laughs> joking. She had to go back to work this morning and she was like, she nicknamed it Throat Punch Tuesday because she said, I swear, if somebody asked me how my spring break went, I'm throat punching them. It's been that bad. And I was upset about this for a while, too, but I think it's all about attitude. I'm always saying in my podcast, and guys, hold on just a second. I got the phone going off, and I have no idea where the phone's at here. I'm always saying on my podcast, right, it's about attitude. <clears throat> Okay, let me see here. It's all about attitude. It's all about how you view things. And so I'm upset at first. And then I'm like, you know what? My favorite thing in this entire world to do is spend time with my wife and kids. Seriously. You know, I like to do other things. I like to go to the racetrack. I like to go to farmer's markets. I like to play retro video games. We'll get into that in a moment. But my favorite thing to do is just to chill here at home with my wife and kids. My son and I, we play video games together. <clears throat> the retro stuff, by the way. The good stuff. Uh, my daughter and I, we watch TV together. We watch uh, Survivor on CBS. <clears throat> Excuse me. And my wife and I, we just sit here and we chill. And on top of this, let me just throw this out there. I was fighting a nasty cold last week. I think it started turning into pneumonia, and that's why I'm like, <clears throat> because I'm still trying to get over it, guys. So, I'm looking at this optimistically at this point. I'm like, you know what? We had plans, but the good Lord had other plans, and he just gave me an opportunity to spend four days with my family. You know what I'm saying? And for those of you that don't know the old book commander... Um, my phone does this all day long. You know what I mean? My my producer here, James, he can attest to that fact. He's like, my God, how do you get anything done? The phone rings nonstop. In between telemarketers, people trying to sell me things, text messages coming in, book-related business, yada, yada. All day long, off the hook. I hate cell phones. But... So I got to spend four days with my family. And so that I'm taking the positive out of it, guys. And I encourage you to do the same thing. Hopefully you had a better spring break. Hopefully you got to do got to go out and do some things. I told my wife, I said, we'll make it up this summer. Big summer planned. But let me let me pivot now to the NES mini. And I'm gonna talk on it for a couple of minutes. I'm gonna explain to you why it's important to me. So when I was a kid. Wanted an NES so bad. We really couldn't afford one until probably its last year of production. 
we just didn't have a lot of disposable income when I was a kid. And, um, you know, I just wasn't able to get one, but a lot of my friends had them. And we would have sleepovers and we would hang out and things. And so not only do the original Nintendo games bring back the memories of playing the games, but they bring back memories of, you know, the sleepovers that we had or, you know, the Sunday afternoons when we were hanging out playing games. Now, we played outside a lot, too. That's what kids did before the Internet. I'm always telling my kids this, and they're like, really? Kids played outside? But, no, we used to play outside a lot, but then on days when it was raining or something like that, there, there was no choice. We would have to play video games. So I have so many memories attached to video games. And specific video games, for whatever reason, trigger specific memories. And then on top of this, and this is uh, something not a lot of people know about the old book commander, is myself and my best friend, who's like my brother, James, um, who produces this podcast and we work on other things like Survivor Clater Lake together, we used to co-own a game store in North Carolina called Godfather Games, where we um, bought, traded, and sold retro games. And so I have that memory attached as well. And so anytime I'm playing a game or I see a game, it'll trigger a memory. And that memory might be from when I'm 10 years old, you know what I'm saying, and I'm playing down at my best friend David's house, and we're playing Metal Gear. Or, you know, if I'm playing the original Zelda, it makes me think about my Uncle Eddie, God rest his soul. He used to, we used to get together and that was like the only thing we had in common is we liked the original Zelda. And we never got along until this game came on. And then all of a sudden we're best friends playing this game. You know, or, um, you know, my friend Joel, we used to play Sega Genesis constantly. And my friend Adam, um, when the Genesis first came out, we had this huge cookout at his house. His parents did this huge party. There were like nine of us from school there. And we just got together and we played. And James and I actually met uh, in the middle school, or very beginning of middle school or end of grade school. I don't remember. I think it was the beginning of middle school. And uh, he beat me on a trade for a Nintendo game. And I gave up a great game for a terrible game. And that's how we became friends, man. I, I went to school the next day bitching about it. And he's like, oh, man, just come over. We'll switch it out. Just come over on the weekend. I'll make it right. And we've been hanging out ever since. So uh, the NES Classic triggers all of these memories. And then I get home, I got it, and I'm looking it up online. Looked up the review on it after I buy it, which is never good. I don't suggest it. But it turns out it's an awesome system. And so I'm looking at the review and everybody's talking about hacking the system. It's very easy to do. And I'm like, I don't know if I should or not. It's not really the money issue. It's the fact that if I try and hack this thing and it bricks, I don't know if I'll ever be able to get my hands on another one. There's extremely hard to find now. And so I toy with this idea for a couple of days. And finally... I sit down over the the spring break one night. Everybody's going to bed. And I decide to take the plunge. I have all these ROMs on my computer because I, I actually own the games. Believe it or not. I own the cartridges. 
So I have a physical copy. I'm not breaking the law or anything like that. But I want to put, I want to load my favorite 45 games on the NES Classic. And so I'm like, oh my God, do I do this? Do I pull the trigger on this? I finally do, and it worked like a charm. Within five minutes, it has wiped out all the games that came preloaded on the NES uh, Classic, and now I have my favorite 45 games. So I've been gaming Sun a lot when I'm not working on cars this weekend. <laughs> and now I find out that the Sega Genesis has a um, classic edition. And so now I'm bird dogging that. I'm looking for it. Um, I'm going to eventually get that. But anyway, that's that's the whole deal with the video games, man. They just conjure up a lot of lot of good memories, man. It just takes me back, you know. Now I'm going to pivot over to writing. What does this have to do with writing? Well, the story that I'm working on right now, which is still nameless. I would give you guys the name or even the cover if I had them ready. I have an idea, but I'm not going to throw it out there because I'm not sure about it. I've been working on this story, and it's completely different than anything I've written up to this point in my career. Um, it involves paranormal investigators. It involves a huge mansion, and it involves um, a lot of mystery and a lot of comedy as well. The reason I bring up the video games is when I put in the order for a cover for any book, I have to have some kind of idea what I want the cover to look like. You have to pitch out some kind of idea and hope it comes back looking that way. The idea that I pitched out for this book, which is still nameless, is I want it to look like an 8-bit Nintendo box art. Because Atari back in the day and Nintendo way back in the day, these two game systems had incredible box art. You know, a lot of times the games were terrible, but the box art was so fantastic that I'm still trying to collect them via eBay. And that's kind of like my hobby on the side is I collect old school uh, cartridges and things with good, good box art. And so I want the story to be incredible too. That's on me. But I want the, the, the box art to look kind of 8-bit. You know, not, not pixelated, not blocky, but just to give that 8-bit Nintendo feel. Um, and so that's what I told them. We'll see what happens. But, um, wow, guys. It's just been um, an incredible weekend and both good and bad. Like I said, it's just been a blitz, man. I feel like I'm just now catching my breath from a blitz of like four or five days solid that have just been hammering me with good things and bad things. Um, we are planning, we're in the infant stages of planning the next Clater Lake Survivor, which goes down in the middle of June is when we're actually filming. Um, so a month and a half away. On the next Book Commander podcast, we're going to be talking about a whole lot of Clater Lake Survivor things, past and upcoming. I'm going to be offering out a lot of details on that. If you have not checked out Survivor Clater Lake, folks, if you're new, I know I got some new subscribes on the uh, podcasts. We're all over the place, first of all. Uh, you know, we're on Anchor, we're on Google Play, we're on iTunes. 
uh, we're everywhere, bro. YouTube, everywhere. SoundCloud. So if you have not yet checked it out, head over to YouTube and just punch in Survivor Clater Lake. That's all you have to do. It's going to pull up at the very top of the uh, listings, and I invite you to check it out. It is a spoof, a fan-made spoof, if you will, of the CBS show Survivor. So we're going to be talking about that next time in detail. Um, hopefully, next time we're going to have some more details on upcoming projects, um, writing-related projects. I mean, this is the Book Commander podcast, after all, right? We're going to be talking some more about some writing, um, maybe talking over, answering some emails. or uh, I'm getting a lot of feedback, some good, most bad, on the hit list episodes that I did a while back. Folks, those were pre-recorded. We'll be talking about those as well. But until then, this is the book commander, uh, best-selling author John M. Davis. Godspeed, and God be with my Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the Canadian Football League.